Alright, second wrong. This is the squaddy calling you from lovely Helmand province in Afghanistan. Nice to hear me have a voice on the last podcast. Um, we had a little dust up last night. Uh, couldn't get you many years, but uh, the lads are loving the podcast. Keep it up and uh, give you a buzz later on. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Happy Cinco de Mayo there, Wackerly. Yep. What's Cinco de Mayo again? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that today. I have no clue. Is, is it when Mexico got their independence? From where? From Spain. No, from France. From France? Yep. Is that what it's from? I didn't even know there was French people down there. I never knew Mexico was even all that independent. <laughs> I mean, don't they come here to get jobs? I, I don't know. I, I was just They're dependent upon us, you're saying. Yeah, that, that's what I was just wondering. But, I mean, what are you supposed to do on Cinco de Mayo? Just go out, drink a lot of tequila? I guess. I don't know. That's all I ever see people doing. Do so do, Mexi- tubas? do Mexicans in this country get the day off? Uh, I think they call in sick. Oh, they call them sick and they just spend the whole day just getting wasted. Yeah. You Mexican can't get holiday. A, you can't get a laborer around Home Depot today. Listening to their sweet music. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, how was the uh, weekend there, Wackerly? Oh, it was awesome. Eventful? <laughs> yeah, it was great. I'm not going to tell you though, what happened. It's a secret. Yeah, not, um, not too much happened over here either. I imagine a lot of drinking. Yeah. A lot of wanking. Sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Very similar. Except on Sunday, was it? But there's a little bit of excitement for me. On Sunday, I went to a barbecue at a coworker's house. She was having a birthday barbecue, which was kind of cool. All right. Free food. But it happened to be only about a couple blocks from my brother's bar. So I was thinking, you know, it's been a while since I've been over to the edge. Since you fucked went a to bear. the edge. Yep. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been in the bear cave. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of a cub. So I was like, I'll stop by and say hi. So I was walking over there, and by the time I got, I got to the bar, um, his shift started at like 7. I think I got there at like 7.30, and he's nowhere to be found. I'm like, wow, this is odd, because my brother is perennially, perennially late for everything other than work. Right. It's important to him to be punctual. He's punctual job. for work, but I mean, for and if you make dinner plans with him, you know, if you're going, you need a ride to the airport, right. he can never make it on time. And then he'll text you and say like, uh, after I finish getting blown, I'll be right there. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, get my rocks off. I'll be over there soon. <laughs> so anyway, I go in, I'm like, Hey, uh, is uh, Jeff here? Cause if he's not working, I'm not hanging out there. And, uh, the one guy's like, sort of, I'm like, what do you mean? Is he working? He's like, well, He's kind of angry right now. Oh. And I was like, uh-oh. And then that's the thing. It's like they understand my brother's rage as well. Right. You don't like Jeff when he's angry. No. And so I was like, well, where is he? Like, well, he ran off that way up the streets. I'm like, okay, well, I wonder what happened. So I kind of took off to try to go find him, and I finally found him on the corner screaming at these homeless people. Uh-huh. Like screaming at More them. More so saying, than usual. <laughs> no, but this time, I mean, he was directing his rage at them. Offering to give them $100 if they can go and find his stolen iPhone. So he's trying to enlist 
the homeless people, the homeless people to, be like to help a search party for him. Yeah. And then I, so I walk up as he's trying to enlist the uh, the help of the homeless people. I'm like, what's going on? And he's just red in the face, seething rage. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, just spitting like pure fire. I was like, uh, wow, I haven't seen him that angry in a long time. Like, what happened? And apparently he had been eating pizza at a pizza place up the street. Yeah, that texting. usually makes Jeff happy. <laughs> yeah, you know, pizza always makes makes Jeff happy. So something must have happened. And, uh, I guess he was texting a friend. He put his phone down for like a second, and someone someone walked by, and he was just kind of chatting, and some little hoodlum snagged the phone and just ran out of the pizza place. Oh my god! And I guess the uh, one of the one of the workers there just ran out. And was like someone just ripped off uh, your phone, and my brother's like, "What?" And he looks down and just enraged, turned into the pure like <laughs> gay Hulk, the Gulk. <laughs> and he just runs off down the street just screaming. Jew gay Hulk. Yeah. He he was, I mean, seriously, he was like George Costanza. He was just going, I guess he was just going insane. And he ran everywhere trying to find this this hoodlum. They couldn't find the hoodlum that took the phone. He didn't know what the guy looked like or anything, though, right? I think he was just going for a black guy. Because that's, that's what the the, uh, the worker at the pizza place said. Uh-huh. Was some black kid took your phone. So he was running around, and he was offering homeless people $100 just to get the phone back, $200 to get the phone back and beat the shit out of the kid, and two fifty if the kid is peeing blood, and any the only takers? way they're going to prove that is if they bring the kid back to the bar. <laughs> it's like any 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 more than two fifty, might as well buy a new phone. No takers though. No, I don't no. think anyone was willing to do it. But I mean, no, he was no vigilante homeless people out there, mercenary. I don't even think I you know I don't even think they really. I think they're kind stick together. I think they're pretty lazy in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, could you just give me the 50 bucks? <laughs> I almost want, you know, I almost thought at, at first, I was like, God, that would have been so funny if I had to like put on a mask and just took the phone and see what he would do and just be like, I, I was just playing a joke on you. Yeah, but then the next thing you know, you'd be pissing blood. I was like, a bunch of homeless people beat the shit out of you. So My brother's anymore. homeless army. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I don't know. I talked to him today, and it turns out like insurance ended up paying for it. But this was after he wrote a scathing missive to Steve Jobs, right? And uh, their reluctance to track using a GPS tracker the iPhones. Yeah, my, my brother just seriously he went on like a complete he went right to the top. range. Yeah, he was just he went right to the top, right to Steve Jobs. Now, you know, he's got to download all his apps again. <laughs> Well, you know, it was Apps. it was funny how upset he was. Now he's running around screaming at all these homeless people. I had half a mind to call the SFPD and be like, I think I found the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> and he's terrorizing the homeless and the gays on Castro Street. Yeah, your brother's really too young to be the Zodiac, though. Yeah, but they don't know, dude. Right now, Unless ever... he has some sort of t- gay time travel device in the edge, which dude, I wouldn't put it past him. They investigate every kind of claim that's going on right now. Anyone, it's how many people in the past, like, well, I guess two recently, but I mean, how many people have, have like, said in the past few years, like, my dad's the Zodiac? It always comes up, it seems like, because it's instant notoriety, you know, for that type of person who craves that sort of thing. Well, did you read in a paper about the woman who claimed her father just recently? This was like a few days ago. Yeah, last week Zodiac. I read this, yeah. And then they always, the paper always totally bites, you know, hook, line, and sinker. There's a big headline. Zodiac killer found or potentially found. And then you read the article and it's like, well, it's just some crazy bitch saying this, right? Exactly. I mean, and that's usually how it turns out with everyone who, no who makes this false claim. But the, the fact that the Zodiac can still be so newsworthy, that's what kind of surprises me about the guy. Terrorized the Bay Area. He was the only supervillain 
I think the Bay Area, the Bay Area has ever had. And I think that's my problem with killers and serial killers in general. It's like they go about doing their business, getting their rocks off. They don't make, you know, a big scene. Yeah. They don't, they don't like, you know, bring, you know, they don't want to be notorious anymore. They don't write crazy notes to the newspaper. They don't call into the news news program. The press, threaten members of the press, like threaten to kill people unless they put them, you know, put his picture on the front page. Right. He was a true supervillain like Lex Luthor. Yeah. I mean, he was threatening to kill people if everyone didn't wear Zodiac buttons (laughs) with his button. I mean, seriously, dude, we can almost take lessons from him for exposure. Uh, You're going to kill somebody if they don't wear a sick and wrong t-shirt? That's what I'm about to say. It's like, you know, people better start wearing sick and wrong t-shirts or there's going to be some killing. Yeah, I'm kind of like the homeless. Too lazy (laughs) to do much of that. Well, so what just recently happened, in case you didn't hear about this, Deborah Perez, a California woman who works at an insurance company, uh, she said that her late father was a notorious Zodiac killer, and she as a little girl wrote and stamped some of the letters that he sent to taunt the police. She wrote them? Did you see these letters with a little... I wonder how she There's learned the code. and gobbledygook, right? You had to decode it. Yeah, I don't know how she learned the code. Uh, I don't know either. Maybe, like, she gave him, or he gave her, like, a little Zodiac decoder kit. Uh, like, so, a, like you'd find in a cereal box? Yeah, like something you'd find in a box of Fruit Loops. Wow. Or Cracker Jacks. Well, so Deborah also said that she embroidered the mask that her father, Guy Ward Hendrickson, used during some of the murders. Guy. <laughs> I, just, I just love the fact that, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like a daughter-father serial killing team here. It was an embroidered mask? <laughs> what was embroidered on it? Like bedazzled like with Teddy sequins? bears? I, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> there, did she use a bedazzler? Lace doilies? Rhinestones? I, I, I don't know. That would be frightening. Um, if but that I, dude was stabbing you with a bedazzled <laughs> mask. It would scare me. Like Elvis's ghost. So Hendrickson died in 93 of cancer. And uh, Perez came forward on Wednesday because an investigator in Sacramento was about to put forth a different story about the murders. And uh, she's currently working on a documentary about the spree. So Conflict she's, of interest right there. Right there. I mean, it's so self-serving. And the fact that the, the media is so willing to, to bite on this. Yeah. And, 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 and turn it into this media it, frenzy. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, everybody reads that article. So I guess they're just doing their job. What is the uh, Sacramento investigator? What was he going to say? They actually don't go into details here, but I guess the investigator has his own story about his own theories as who the... <laughs> Which is uh, also probably bullshit. I'm sure it's all bullshit. But still, SFPD are investigating the information, Perez, uh, about the uh, infamous serial killer who terrorized the Bay four decades ago, 40 years ago, and he's yep. still making headlines. Give it up, people. He's never coming in. They say they get a significant number of calls a year, and they always kind of look into it. Uh, Perez claims she's a naive seven-year-old tagging along with her father during the killings. Like... Serial killer, take your daughter to work day. Is that yeah, pretty much. I wonder if he was just like, honey, just wait in the car. Okay, I'll get you <laughs> cotton candy. I'll be back in a little bit. Just wait right here. She said she would hear shots and her father would say, it's just firecrackers. But he apologized on his deathbed for doing bad, bad things. But she didn't know at the time that he was referring to the Zodiac slayings. I plan on doing that. <laughs> apologizing as your deathbed? Yeah, everybody should. Well, I expect to get some real heartfelt apologies from you, Wackerly. It's not like we're not Mother Teresa here, you know. But I mean, what, are you going to make, like, unwarranted claims? No, yeah, no. Yeah, I I'm shot gonna JFK. Make, I wasn't born yet, but... I did a lot of bad shit, and I'm sorry. 
<laughs> then I'll die. Well, it's kind of what uh, the uh, Zodiac Killer, or, or at least Zodiac Killer's daughter is claiming her father did. Uh-huh. But, but I'm just saying, he could have been talking about a lot of different stuff. Well, you know, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, I wonder what Jerking else. Jerking off <laughs> in inappropriate places and times and, you know, spitting in people's food. and Mooning people. Not holding the elevator for old ladies. Jerking off on people's sweaters. That, yeah. That yeah. would be an inappropriate place and time. No, but I mean, on your deathbed, what do you really confess to? I would confess to big crimes. You'd make like, shit up? I killed John Bonet Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, That's I would. A good one. Yeah. Yeah, at least Just I would do something. Confuse everybody? At least make a headline. Why not? You're not going to see it, though. No, but I mean, at least your family's going to have to deal with the uh, embarrassment. <laughs> no, he's just an asshole. So, uh, did D. Simon really kill John Bonet? No, he's just a prank. He's just a dick, and he's trying to fuck with us and besmirch our name. That's what D. <laughs> likes to do. Yeah. Prick. That's what he likes to do. Well, as it turned out... your headstone. <laughs> <laughs> like Here a lies dick. a prick who just liked to, just to make fools out of people. Um, well, what's also interesting, and there's an interesting twist here on this story... A Southern California woman's Deborah Perez's accusation this week that her long-dead stepfather was the Zodiac Killer took on a new strange twist. Another daughter of the man is coming forward to denounce the charges. Half-sister or full-sister? Half-sister. Yeah. Janice Hendrickson, 65 years old, and I said she lives in the Bay Area. She said her father, Guy Ward Hendrickson, who Deborah Perez is claiming is the Zodiac Killer, couldn't hurt a fly. What's interesting, though, is listen to the contradictions in the rest of her statements. Okay. She says, my father was real bullheaded, and he did have a temper, and he used to hit me and my mom. <laughs> but did he kill people? I don't believe he did. I don't think he was a murderer or the Zodiac. I have fond memories of him, even though he went off on me and my mom every now and then. <laughs> so, I mean, basically, she's just saying he's a spousal abuser and right. a, a child abuser, but not like a, a, you know, a murderer. Uh, Janice claimed that uh, her two siblings and her 13 grandchildren are very mad over Perez's accusations about her father, who died in uh, 1993. How old is Perez? Perez, I think, was in her 40s. Okay. Yeah, Perez in her mid-47. So, so this daughter is like 20 years woman older. was the previous marriage, and the Perez woman's from the second from marriage. From the second marriage. Uh, she says if evidence proves that her father is Zodiac, she'll apologize. But if not, she's suing for defamation. <laughs> and so then she goes into a little bit of detail. She said her father had married Perez's mother when Perez was young, and then he bought the family to the United States from Mexico. She said uh, she and her mother didn't think much of the Perez side of the family. And this is my favorite quote here. My father found Deborah and her mother a dime a dance girl in Tijuana, Mexico, and brought them up here to live. They lived in a place with dirt floors. The woman had seven kids. She used my father. How can you believe her? <laughs> What's a dime a dance girl? A whore. <laughs> well, this was the 70s, oh, so What did right? the Zodiac Killer frequent donkey shows in Tijuana? Yeah, I don't know if they had donkey shows in the 70s. I think Dude, it, was they've a had milder, donkey it was a shows. milder time back then. They've had donkey shows in Mexico since the beginning of time. <laughs> Cortez, I think, was the first one that ever started it. The Mayas. Yeah, he was just like coming out. He's like, well, for our entertainment, you're going to fuck that burrow. <laughs> Come then, in, fucking. <laughs> and then the Aztecs would cut both their heads off. Yeah. After like, the donkey fucking. And sacrifice them to, to the, the sun, sun god. god. 
I think all, that's still they're is all how eating it works chocolate the whole time. <laughs> it's everything I know about the Mexican Indians and snorting some damn good cocaine. <laughs> oh yeah, that or don't they out. eat the cocaine? Yeah, the leaves. So Hendrickson thinks that Perez is full of crap. She thinks that she's making the movie, just trying to make some money, which is kind of what I think. Yeah, all signs point to that. Why? If she says she has all this evidence and like you know the embroidered mask and. Shouldn't the cops be able to like get to the bottom of this really quickly? Well, she also claims to have glasses that belong to the cab driver that Zodiac shot. I think his name yeah. is R. Stein. He was, he was just a cab driver. a lot of DNA on your glasses, though. Unless there's a hair follicle. But can that's, that's what my question is. Like, Can there be another Zodiac killer in this day and age with DNA testing and uh, the way like uh, crime scene analysis has has developed over the years. And any phone I, call you make or email is like so traceable back to something. Well, I, even I like really a letter. It's hard for the modern serial killer. I think in 1963 we didn't have the technology to trace, you know, to trace the DNA fragments that were left on the letters that were sent to the Chronicle. Or even psychological profiling back then was just like, this guy's a nut. <laughs> Looking for a nut, nutty guy. Guy's an up all. He's wearing an embroidered, bedazzled mask. <laughs> Get that guy. Haul him into jail. <laughs> Where, yeah, I just think the cops are kind of too good. Well, I don't know if the cops. Or co- are we just being. Is all this stuff going on where it's just, we don't find out about it because the powers that be are like, yeah, don't rile up uh, you know, the society and don't, don't write a big bunch of articles. Don't like ruffle that. the status quo. Yeah. But what I wonder is do you think serial killers now are lazy? Or do you think they're just kind of like. You know, they do fear the cops and out of that. They take extra precautions. Yeah, I don't know. All of the above. And and maybe it's also that there's like there are actually more avenues for somebody to like get pretend notoriety online. Well, I wonder do you think <laughs> you know, if you if, could if, post a picture of you shoving a jar up your ass and become like pretty famous pretty quickly. <laughs> you don't need to go kill a bunch of people. But I mean, I just wonder in this day and age, can there be another super villain like a Zodiac 2? Only one way to find out. <laughs> Don the mask. Actually, I think there are a couple members of our forum that might be Zodiac 2 in the making. Uh, in a couple I can years. Think of a couple, yeah. I can think of one in particular. <laughs> I can think of one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, moving on here. What I wonder about, though, is, is Zodiac in this day and age, would he have been able to manipulate the media as he did back then? Would he be able to create mass panic and mass hysteria? And then I think about, okay, well, someone was like the Unabomber. Uh-huh. I mean, he terrorized people. Yeah. I think about Not that. Really a pe- serial killer, I guess. But, uh, serial bomber? Yeah, really, though? I don't, he I wasn't mean, doing it for the pleasure of killing people. He was doing it because he had nutty political views. His whacked-out manifesto. Yeah. But I wonder if the Zodiac different. had a manifesto. I think Zodiac was just a glory hound. He wanted yeah. the notoriety. I, I mean, do you know? You have an article there. Do you know anything about what he was trying to do in his bedazzled well, brain? <laughs> I did a little research on a good old Zodi over here. and uh, So Zodiac was a serial killer who operated in Northern California in the late 60s. Everybody's seen the movie, I assume. Yeah, a couple. I mean, even Dirty Harry was uh, inspired by Zodiac. Oh yeah, the yeah. Dirty I Harry forgot one. about that. And yeah, then, the, the villain in the first Dirty Harry is like the yeah, Zodiac it's killer. like the Zodiac killer. And then uh, uh, yeah, they, they call him like Gemini or something. He's the Gemini killer, wasn't he in that? Well, there's a Gemini killer in Exorcist Three, but I think oh, okay, was, I think it was also of. called the Gemini or something like that in uh, Dirty Harry. The Which first. is the one Dirty Harry with uh, with Jim Carrey, and he played the Guns and <laughs> Roses. He played like uh, the, he did Welcome to the Jungle, and uh, I think that's the Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. When I was a kid, I love that one. Yeah. But um, anyway, 
The uh, Zodiac Killer operated in Northern California in the late 60s. His identity still remains unknown. He coined his name in a series of taunting letters that he sent to the press. And his letters included four cryptograms, three of, re- three of which have yet to be solved. One, they actually did end up decoding. And uh, he had sent these letters to the Vallejo Times Herald, the San Francisco Chronicle, and the SF Examiner. He covered all his bases. If you're going to start, if you want to create panic and mass hysteria, you got to hit all the avenues. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't go straight to radio. Uh, the nearly identical <laughs> letters. bullshit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, dude, seriously, if there's a serial killer out there that wants to send some messages through this podcast, give us an email, okay? <laughs> he'll be like, he'll send it in and we'll read it and I'll be like, hey, I... uh Sent you that creepy message a couple of weeks ago. Did you get it? Yeah, we have enough. We got to post the thing and we got to edit it and it'll get up there a couple of days. I'm going to be like, well, Wackley said it was longer than three minutes. <laughs> so he's like, fuck you. <laughs> and next thing you know, we're going to be targeted. Yeah, he'd be like, uh, your link is, uh, it says 2008, <laughs> but it's actually 2009 <laughs> on my manifesto. And uh, You're still saying vote for the best sex toy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. I tried to download it on iTunes and like I can't get a picture to come up and it's just that stupid little weeble from iTunes. It's really annoying. Can you uh, do something about that? I'm gonna go back and murder some more people. See you later. And Love the show. And we're just, we're just gonna file all those suggestions and comments right in our sick and wrong. We don't give a fuck box. I love that box. It's a box for our shit during yep. the show. So each of these zodiac uh, letters here included one third of a 408 symbol cryptogram which the killer claimed contained his identity. The killer demanded that they be printed, the cryptograms, uh-huh. they be printed on each paper's front page, or he would cruise around all weekend killing lone people in the night, then move on to kill again until I end up with a dozen people over the weekend. So the Chronicle's like, okay, let's uh, publish the cryptogram on And that the was back page. when they had to do, like, paste up and everything, right? Like, they didn't have a digital system. Like, you actually had to, like... No, they had to like lay it out, lay and it like, out, yeah, and, and take and, a big uh, picture of it, and then put that on the printing press, paste it, and they yeah. probably stop the presses Annoying. to do that. And then he went on to kill twelve people, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, think, of, think about it this way, though: Did Dahmer ever do that? Did Gacy ever make a cryptogram? Did Ted Bundy? No, no, I know. That's why yeah, we need son more... of Sam. I mean, he had some weird things, like with the hair color and all that. And yeah, uh, son of Sam did some terror. He had some gimmicks. But I don't know if he ever, like, had his own cryptograms. No. Made his own name up. Like, I mean, usually serial killers are dubbed their moniker by the uh, by society or by, a, you know, a reporter or something. Yeah, like, yeah, they typically that, uh, hate BTK, it. Bind, Torture, Kill. Yeah. They gave him his, uh, his name. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Green River Killer, like all these people. But Zodiac was like, nah, you're going to call me Zodiac. <laughs> That's my name. It's Zodiac. It's and- kind of like he had a publicist. He did. But it was himself. And he was and he was brilliant at it. I mean, people are still talking about this guy forty decades later. And I don't believe or, or four, I don't believe that the other four decades the, later. I don't believe that the undecoded cryptograms really say anything. Well, no, there's one undecoded cryptogram which I actually found an explanation of what it is. Here's what it says. He goes, I like killing people because it is so much fun. Wait, 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 stop. If you can read it, it means it's decoded. No, there's one so there are four Cryptograms. One okay. was decoded. Oh, that's the so one. This that was, is the that, only one that the was decoded. decoded. Cryptogram. This is, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. okay this is the decoded. Sorry. Start over. I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill. 
Dude, he was. That's killed. not really true, by the way. A bear? <laughs> it's more dangerous than a homeless dude. Dude, this guy was going and killing like two teenagers making out in a car yeah. on like Inspiration Point. How difficult is that to a kill? A hippopotamus is more dangerous than those kids. Exactly. Uh, something gives They're me... very dangerous, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Hippos? Yeah. I heard they have a nasty temper. And they, uh, their jaws are super strong and they'll like bite you in half. I think if my brother was an animal in the wild, be a hippo. probably a hippo, <laughs> maybe an African water buffalo, <laughs> something with a temper, uh, a gay animal though. Yeah, definitely very gay. Uh, something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part of it is when I die, I'll be reborn in paradise and all that I have killed will become my slaves. I'll not give you my name because you'll try to slow down or top my collection of slaves for the afterlife. <laughs> ha ha ha. I was totally with him on the, like, slaves in heaven and everything. But then, uh, what is he talking about with the, that we're going to try and top his kill? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. I, I mean, are, how are we going to top his kill by knowing his name? Is there going to be, and like, a ta- rival Zodiac? Yeah, and is he talking specifically to the Hi, chief I'm of Capricorn. police? Or, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Look at all my murder <laughs> victims. I have way more bountiful uh, harem than you. All my many, many slaves. But no, Zodiac um, apparently was never caught, and his letters were printed time and time again. I guess the last letter was sent in 74, and it just uh, he concluded the letter with the score, me equals 37, SFPD equals zero. <laughs> and he was just, uh, he was taunting specifically uh, the SFPD the entire time, and I guess it was like a major embarrassment. But that's kind of an asymmetrical challenge. I mean, he's he's saying like, he killed all these people and they haven't got him. I mean, they can only get one point, right? Yeah, but think about I it. I bet though. you they actually did probably brutally murder a bunch of people. So their score is probably higher than zero. They just well, didn't catch him. But think about the Zodiac versus the entire SFPD. Yeah. I mean, they were. I mean, the, the guy was getting the, the guy never was caught. Yeah, but I'm just saying that SFPD probably did fuck up a couple people yeah, trying to find him. So, no, exactly. So he's just saying they didn't catch him. I mean, zero. But, you know, they fucked up some people, too. He's just bragging. He's yeah. a braggart. Yeah. Grandstanding. Serial killer grandstanding right there. But I, you said there was three undecoded messages. I, I, yeah. I'm saying that they're, it's just probably gibberish because you could put that thing into a computer now and it would spit out the answer in like well, dude, three if, seconds. Well, think about it this way. If his seven-year-old daughter was fucking writing the code, I don't think it was too <laughs> difficult. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of My Little Ponies, yeah. a little uh, pentagram over here. To a star, <laughs> poorly clover. <laughs> so, Twilight um, is the best book. Each new letter Zodiac sent. This is my favorite part here. I'm going to end it right here. Be- became a liability as uh, he wrote, "Hey, blue pig, doesn't it rile you to have your nose rubbed in your own boo boos?" I've grown rather angry with the police for telling their lies about me. That's a common serial killer thing to get pissed about what the uh, press is writing about them. Yeah, well, I think the cops kind of provoke it too. I think they like make. They like to make the serial killer sound like an effeminate asshole. Well, I think they want to do that so he'll slip up. Right. Yeah, provoke him. I think they're trying to provoke Zodiac here, which I don't think it ever really worked because it never caught him. Nope. And that's what I wonder. I mean, can fuck up. Does a serial can a serial killer just stop killing just like that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he died. Um, But I mean, he, he, you know. The best way to be a serial killer is to have no pattern and totally be a non Completely random. So for him to like be broadcasting all this stuff and to never be caught, I mean, he's kind of like 
getting the Nobel Prize for serial killing. No, totally, dude. He's a, he's a super villain. Yeah. He's not only a serial killer, he's a super... He has Lex Luthor status in Except my mind. Except every supervillain always gets foiled, you know? Every comic book, the hero always, you know... Yeah, is, no, he's, At some point, you know, gets rid of the guy or, you know, puts him into... What's that jail where Superman put those three people? I, I don't remember. The Hall of J- I don't, I don't yeah, even yeah. remember. But, like, so he's, like, more than a super... Oh, you mean like, the jail that was, like, in space that they not, had to break out of? In, let's not get into it. <laughs> but, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. No, I know. Yeah, like, like but, like, he, so he's above a supervillain. He's, like, the super supervillain. He's an... He's an meta supervillain. He's a meta supervillain. He's un, an unstoppable supervillainous entity. He's, like, a god. Exactly. I just, I, I just, my question is, I think in this day and age, there couldn't be a Zodiac 2. That's my assertion. I just don't feel in this day and age, he could be as prolific and as daring as he was. Prolific, in, you, prolific you can be. Um, if you're, if you're killing random but people. But you have to do, you have to do, I don't the, think you'd you have be to as do, public. You have to be the Zen murder master. Yeah. You have to have no pattern, you know, uh, no ego and just be in it for the murder, then you can do it. But you can't do what he did, like be a murdering celebrity, basically. Yeah, no, that te- that was able to terrorize. I don't, I don't do think a serial killer will be able to provoke as much mass hysteria again. No. Maybe. Maybe. Prove me wrong, sick and wrong listeners, and make sure you're wearing that sick and wrong shirt. <laughs> <laughs> don't provoke the guy on the forum that we're talking about, okay? I, I, I know. Seriously, that's bothersome. And people, there, there's one person you know on the forum <laughs> that will be the next serial killer. You know who I'm talking about. So, Wackley, this is episode uh, 173 here of Sick and Wrong. A uh, quick word about our sponsor. Um, people, as you know, Sick and Wrong is brought to you by AdamandEve.com, our generous sponsors. They support the show, and thus we are now able to deliver a Sick and Wrong episode once a week. I guess we did before, <laughs> but now we get paid for it. So it's, sort uh, of. yeah, sort of. <laughs> I had a dildo named after me this week, by the way. Did you? Well, Oh, wait. Of- Kendra's still there. An homage of a name, I guess, yeah. That whacker cock? Yeah. Yeah, dude, that thing is... It, I don't know. I was, I was a little frightened of it. It's a big deal, though. It's, it's a big, like... It's like Grimace's cock. Yeah. It's like <laughs> this big purple cock. Yeah, or Barney's. Or Barney's, yeah. Any, <laughs> Dinosaur dick. <laughs> what, why did she name it whacker cock? Well, I'll leave that up to you to figure out. <laughs> so anyway, She's here's a word... She's not screaming out OD when she climaxes on it. <laughs> She's like, Wacker cock. Wacker cocked her out. Um, Here's a word from our sponsors. Hey, Sick and Wrong listeners, we've got a special offer for you. Go to adamandeve.com and get 50% off any item when you type the word diddle. Any item? Uh, Just about any item. (laughs) Type in the word diddle. That's our promo code, D-I-D-D-L-E, for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. And, uh, you know, I know a couple people who have made this order with Diddle. It really does work. You do get 50% off. Do we know what the free gift is? Yeah, someone got, like, Milf Hunters 3. <laughs> I don't want to name any names. Free, send in the free gift to us. I don't want to name any names. <clears throat> P-Town. But uh, a couple people ordered some vibrators. P-Town. And, uh, yeah, he was like, dude, I got Milf Hunters 3. What the fuck? And I'm like, well, you know, dude, it's totally random. And just, it's free. Yeah. I think they just, whatever's unsellable. They <laughs> a big box of like a old porno. The stuff that was returned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Here's a send him a used dildo. <laughs> Got a half off from sick and wrong. Just so, just some trash. <laughs> some like crumpled up papers that they didn't want to take out to the garbage. So get fifty percent off with offer code diddle at adamandeve.com. Seriously, people, you've been waiting to buy a dildo for quite some time. What are you waiting for? It's Mother's Day. Or you're a dildo maniac and you buy a dildo every week. So but why dude, not buy the next one from Adam and Eve? Yeah, but it's Mother's Day this weekend. What, are you going to wait good. longer to buy a dildo? Surprise yeah. your mom with a gift she's going to actually enjoy. I mean, people always go to Hallmark and they buy these stupid teddy bears or those uh, Hummel figurines or whatever. Yeah. Your mom can't fit that in her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> she, seriously, she needs like a dildo or something. Yeah, you're right. Or like a clitoral stimulator of some sort. Cockering for dad? A cock ring for that, but that's Father's Day. It's, well, no, it's really a gift for mom. But yeah, I, I guess. Dead. A gift they, they can give to each other. So 50% off. Use the code word diddle at adamandeve.com. Quick recap of uh, Sick and Wrong episode 172. Uh, we did three listener stories last week. I did a story, or actually Jay Dossi sent in a story about a man who enlisted his daughter help. His Is that daughter's a rap help. star, Jay Dossi? <laughs> Jadacy? It sounds like it's like J da C I. J da C. Yeah. I think you're thinking of Jodacy. Oh yeah, yeah. Jodacy was like that? a there was like a nineties rap group, like a boy band. Okay. I don't know why you know that. R and B we're thinking about that. It just sounds the same. Do you listen that wackily? Uh, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um Jadacy sent in a story about uh a man who enlisted his daughter's help to cut up mommy. Um and uh, Parker sent a story about a, uh, you know, I don't even, can't even read my own fucking writing here. Oh, yeah. Nailing a Chinese guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chinese guy head. that got nailed nail in the game. head. And a listener sent in a story about um, a man who really needed some girth to add to his penis, so he uh, <laughs> injected Vaseline into his dick. Vaseline dick. Yes. Nice girth, dude. Um the uh, girth guy came in with 62 votes. Uh, Parker, who sent in the nailing a Chinese guy story, came in second with 88 votes. And Jadacy, who sent in the help me cut up my mommy story, 104 votes. So congratulations, Jadacy. You won episode 172. Send us an email. You'll get that sick and wrong care package. People, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wacker and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. We also throw in a wild card with a listener submission, which you can send to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com or submit directly through the forum. So, Wackerly, I know you've been talking about your article all day and you're really excited and kind of agitated over there. So, why don't, why don't you just kick off episode uh, 173 here? Okay, this happened in Florida. If the, uh, what are they, Midwest Corporate Underground? <laughs> still keeping the tabs. Whatever I, happened to those guys? I don't know, but I feel like there's still a temp who at one point got assigned. Like, okay, every week you got to listen to the show and put this shit in the spreadsheet. He's still doing it because no, nobody told her to stop. 
<laughs> but She's did like, you remember though? Today's the day I gotta listen to the podcast and uh, you know uh, put it in the spreadsheet and save it on the server and the hard drive. I'm gonna be busy for the next couple hours. Yeah, don't uh, let any phone calls through to me because I gotta listen to the show. But when when was that? Was that episode 100? It was like episode 100, I think. Our milestone. It was like a long. It's like a year. I ago. think it might have been 50. I think it might have been longer than that. But anyways. <laughs> Jason Bird uh, is an off-duty news photographer, or he's not always off-duty. He's not unemployed, but he was off-duty at the time that this happened. Around 4.30 a.m., he was driving down the highway. Don't ask me where he was, because I don't know, but I can, uh, you know, speculate. He was driving down Interstate Highway 275 in Florida, and he says that, On the side of the road, I saw something out of the corner of my eye, and at first I thought it was a baby doll. And then I was thinking about it more. And then as I was thinking about it more, I thought that was awfully big for a doll. What is it? He's driving down the highway. sees something. He's like totally a... methed out of his mind. <laughs> exactly. Listen, Florida. He's his probably, eyes yeah. are fucking wide open the size of dinner plates. And he's not concentrating the road. He's just looking at the debris that's lining the side of the highway. Yeah. So it's dark out, right? It's 4.30 a.m. There's a big wheel. He's like, oh, shit. What was that? Hey, what? Is the cops behind me? What? And then he's like, is that a baby doll? It's too big to be a baby doll. But, uh, you know, the story's not about Jason Bird, even though he's totally messed up. Um, he also says it was laying there. He got So he turned his car around. Like, you're speeding down the highway. You see something that you think is a baby doll. It's 430 in the, in the morning and you think it's too big. Do you turn around? No, I, you know. Just forget about it and keep driving. I would maybe like even swerve to hit it, yeah. but I think I wouldn't. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't turn around. So he got freaked out, and he actually turned... unless it looked like a suitcase full of money. Yeah, well, or cocaine. That's not going to be there for very long in Florida. No. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> he decided to turn around and take another look. He uh, and he gets out of his car, and he says it was laying there with its eyes open. I couldn't look at it. It freaked me out. But fortunately, law enforcement came right away. About forty-five minutes earlier, before this happened. Deputies were called to a home uh, in the area at uh, Marabella Apartments where Jasmine Bedwell uh, said that she and uh, Richard McTair Jr., who's 21, were fighting and that she and her three-month-old son had been beaten. Bedwell told the operator the man picked up the baby and threw him on the concrete. This was at the apartment, I guess in the parking lot. Okay, so wait, the dude was had beat up his Baby's mama. I don't know if it's his baby. Every person in this article has a different last name, so it's hard okay, to tell. Okay, so it might not have been his. But, but, but baby's mama, baby's daddy relationship doesn't mean you share a surname. No, but her name is Jasmine Bedwell. His name is Richard McTair, and the baby's name is Emmanuel Murray. <laughs> <laughs> so who's to say? I, I was It's to- the new American nuclear family. Yeah, I, the Floridian nuclear family. <laughs> I don't understand these. So these girls get knocked up and have a kid, and the the dad's long gone, right? Why do they always feel the need to give the kid the dad's last name? So I, I assume this is a previous boyfriend's kid. This is a baby's daddy who skipped town immediately once uh, she became pregnant. Right, but, but she wh- still yeah, gives why, it his last name. Yeah, why would she do that? Because they're traditional in that sense, but then again, you know, they're just fucking cranking out babies when they're like 19 years old. But I old. mean, even if you were the offspring or the progeny of this deadbeat dad, would you want to carry his last name? No. 
I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm changing my name to Eminem, yo. <laughs> I'm changing my name to Victor Phoenix, bitch. Yeah. Inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they got into a fight, McTair and Bedwell. She has a hard time picking uh, stable men, apparently. And she threw he threw her baby on the concrete. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like... Uh, like a jart? Did he get some air time or did he just whip it straight down? <laughs> I don't know. Like, did he throw it like a football? Yeah. I'm thinking straight down. Yeah, he probably did. As you would, like, put out, like, throw a cigarette down to, like, you know, put it out as you threw it down. Uh, so, how did he get on the road? Well, That's what she I'm said he here. then picked up the child and took off in a blue four door Chevy Impala. Okay, so he. They don't give the year of that Impala, but it makes a big difference whether it's an actual cool car or a piece of shit. So he dashed the baby to the ground. Yes. Picks it up and then takes off in his maybe a piece of shit Impala. Yeah, I'm not thinking this is like, you know, a 1965 Impala. And somebody's going to be like, call in and be like, the Impala didn't even exist till 1971. But you know what I mean? Like, it's I think not a classic a- Impala. It's probably a you know new, bright blue, crappy plastic Impala from like I just don't think this guy has a nice ride. I don't think he has like, I don't think he's <laughs> sitting on top of spinner rims. No. Here. Maybe. Um, so nobody really knows. Like, did the kid die from the initial concrete impact or, and that, and then he just tried to get rid of it by throwing it on the highway or did it die when it was thrown on the highway? The, the autopsy people are still looking into it. They're going to find the cops are pretty confident that the autopsy people will figure out the time of death. So I wonder, he's just driving down the highway. He's like, uh, baby's dead. I'm going to chuck it out with my jack in the box. Yeah. I'm assuming kinda... he grabs it by the leg and just flips <laughs> it out the driver's side door. Yeah, how do you toss a baby? By the leg. I mean, how, how old is this kid? Three months. Three months. Yeah, you could probably. It's tiny. You could probably get some distance. Yeah, McTair has a prior record, uh, which includes a bunch of stuff. My favorite part was domestic battery by strangulation. <laughs> yeah, that's. Specific charge. Ladies, listen up. That's sheet. boyfriend material right there. Um, and to cap it all off, uh, actually, one more point before I get to the end. For, for this particular interest. Incident. He was charged with first degree murder. Blah 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 blah. Some other stuff. Some other stuff. Some other stuff. And charged with burglary, <laughs> which I guess is because he stole the baby. Stole the baby. <laughs> the baby had clothes on. Maybe that's burglary. Also kidnapping. So maybe they could double up charges or something. But to close it out, so this was a big news story because they didn't actually find his car for a while and find the guy for a while. Right after like everybody knew like there's this dead baby on the highway, so it was a media frenzy. So when the cops found the car and found the guy, like all these news reporters were there to like actually like yell questions at him as he was being cuffed and put in the I'm cop car. I'm surprised they're even allowing him to answer questions in the public. Well, I mean, they're just yelling at him. And the yeah, cops but if like, I was his lawyer, I'd be like, just shut the fuck up, I don't dude. think the lawyer's <laughs> there yet. The well, cops have Mirandized him. Yeah. The lawyer isn't even there. I don't think this guy has like a lawyer on retainer. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Daddy. ABC Action News reporter Dustin Chase. Chasing down the news, Dustin Chase. He asked how he could throw a baby out the window, and McTair responded, It's a dirty game. <laughs> what, baby tossing? Uh, I mean, just what, life. <laughs> Being married or, or you know, in a relationship with a girl with a kid. And, oh, I thought this was uh, some kind of new ghetto game that did baby tossing from a car. You know like how you get like jumped into a gang? You got to throw like 12 throw babies a baby, out yeah, the car. Throw babies out the car. It's a tough gang. It's a dirty game. Dirty gang. I imagine you get your... Uh, Pants soiled, your baggy pants soiled every now and then. Yeah, so Open that's diaper. It, you know, uh, 
people used to just throw trash out the window, you know, like when we were growing up, like you'd eat some fast food, you'd just be like, throw the bag out. But we've advanced since we've then. We've advanced, and, but yeah. some people are still insist on throwing their babies out. Yeah, baby out the window. I don't know. If you ask me, I think this baby probably got lucky because I don't think his life would have been all that great. Well, it's hard to get worse than being thrown out of a <laughs> speeding car on the highway when you're three months old. I don't Yeah, that's It could have been a little bit better. <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a tad. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, you know what pisses me off about this story? What? Is the fact that I haven't been laid in like two months and this piece of shit domestic strangler baby killer probably got laid like a week ago right before or probably got laid the day he tossed that baby out the car window yeah he why do women choose men like this i don't understand that and then they pass right by podcasters because they romanticize you know the tough guy and you're saying the podcasting asshole. you can't be a tough guy there's no, no tough guy in podcasting you really, you really can't i need to revamp my image that's what i need to do <laughs> mma dude some baby stomping mma mma that's what you gotta exactly. do. And I will be there cage side, just laughing my ass off. <laughs> While so I'm please, getting pummeled. <laughs> let's, let's stop the podcast. We're almost at 175. That's a good stopping part. And just go straight into MMA. And we're just D and MMA. MMA. D Simon MMA fighter. Just doing it for the pussy. Yeah. Until I. Uh, that can be your thing. You go to the ring and be like, I'm in it for the pussy, bitches. The pussy. Anybody who's available afterwards. See me after the show. And then after the show, you'll be like, <laughs> I can't do the booty right now. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, dude, you don't kill some woman's child, let alone throw the baby out the window afterwards. I'm going to give that a 4.5. Uh, I'm giving it a 5. I mean, he threw a baby out of a speeding, speeding car. car window. Yeah, he did. But, dude, people kill babies all the time. Um, not Happens in, that, in the wild all the not time. Not in that way. <laughs> all right. No, I guess that is you. Okay. It's crying and you shake it to death. Yeah, I can see that. But... uh. You know, a guy recently drop kicked the baby, but uh, yeah, you know, I guess this, this is, is kind worse. of a creative, yeah, through the, through, from the car. I'm going to give it 4.75. Okay, fine. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. All right, what do you got? I'm going to take my story back to straight pure horror levels here. I, it's been a while since I've done just a pure graphic, like, heinous story. I mean, there's not really a, even all that much humor you're here. You're not going to try and get a comedic angle on this one, is what you're saying? There's a couple comedic areas that people might be able to glean from this story. But yeah, it is just graphically heinous. But the main reason I'm doing it is to show you that UK justice can prevail. Because oh, wow. you know how we always say that in the UK you can commit murder and you get away with, like... You know, not being allowed to eat crumpets or tea for a month. And then, yeah, like a slap on your bent wrist. But no, I, mean, I, I heard a new English thing. Sailor Jerry is something they drink, which just sounds... Uh, Sailor Jerry? It's some type of rum that all the English people on the forum like. Really? I yeah. I haven't heard of it. Apparently it gets you really hammered. God, I think it's kind of scary to see some tooth... You know, snaggletooth Englishman being like, you want to drink some Sailor Jerry with me, mate? <laughs> I, I want somebody to send us some. Yeah, I wouldn't mind actually trying it. Why not? Uh, so this happened in London. A heavy steroid user raped a television presenter and then arranged for acid to be thrown into her face in an act of pure, calculated, and deliberate evil. Uh. He and his accomplice were jailed for life just this past week. 
And this, and as we mentioned before, you know, th- things like like a, a, a sentence like this would never happen in the UK. We've done so many stories of so many just heinous, atrocious acts, right? And they get like two years. The defense and lawyers no crumpets. must be incredible over there. Totally. I mean, yeah, yeah. Maybe their defense, their defense barristers are so like uh, you know incredibly convincing. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not sure. And maybe but, this guy tried to defend himself. <laughs> I don't know if they like. And he gets jail way. for life. Yeah. yeah, I don't know the Chab defense. But I wonder, like, let's say you go throw a lump of feces on the queen. What do you get for that? Oh, shot immediately. Beheaded. That's different. <laughs> That's a different territory there. So you can throw ass in a woman's face, throw feces on the queen, you're done. Is this like a skinhead thing or something? Now, you know, I don't even know if this is a chav or a gangster thing. But, th- I mean, this guy kind of looked like a chav. I'll, we'll put up a picture on the site. Right. Daniel Lynch, um, Daniel Lynch's 25-year-old victim suffered horrific injuries. She's now partially blind in one eye, has to be fed through a tube in her stomach, and has endured more than 30 operations. Lynch, who's 33, was sentenced to life in prison. Must serve a minimum of 16 before uh, he's eligible for parole. And his accomplice, who actually threw the acid, Stephen Sylvester here, was given, also given a life sentence uh, with a minimum of six years. <laughs> Apparently, Lynch beat up and raped this woman in a West London hotel room two weeks after he met her on Facebook, which I find kind of interesting. How do you meet people on Facebook? Uh, yeah, it's hard, right? Because they're all supposed to be your friends to begin with. Yeah, it's supposed to be like your inner circle of friends. And not to mention, don't you think it's kind of creepy when someone you don't know is like, hey, I like your picture. <laughs> you want to hang out? Wouldn't you be like, uh, no, you're creepy. Uh, it's never happened. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes my picture, I don't think. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. But I guess this guy had become obsessed with the woman here, his victim, after seeing her on television. She's an aspiring newscaster. Aspiring so, or actual? Well, she, she I think, uh, just started being a newscaster. So she had, so. like, the, like, go report on the, the poodle parade. <laughs> yeah, I, stupid, think, I think she had the human interest stories. Yeah, but she was moving on up to being beats. one of those combative BBC presenters. Uh-huh. I, I actually kind of like that. I wish I, they did that more here. I can't think there's this one guy on the BBC that just will not let you get a word in edgewise. He just bombards you with questions. Well, and then I, compare, I compare, compare, that to like, compare that to like Katie Couric or Matt Lauer interviewing somebody. I mean, they could interview Hitler and they'd be like, so um, we really like your mustache. People think the mustache <laughs> is so weird. Do you want to talk about that? You know? would, you, would you stand up and just do a little dance? Look at your hips? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. like the Hitler dance. Nice yeah. mustache. So what do you want to say to your critics? You know, <laughs> shit like that. Whereas on the BBC, they'll just be like... So, you're quite an asshole. <laughs> the well, goes well, that's around. what I thought. It's like when Katie Couric interviewed uh, Palin. It's like she was, I mean, she was still, she was really nice with her. Yeah, I mean, even was though Palin very, was a complete fucking retard. Yeah, whereas I think if Palin was being interviewed by uh, one of the BBC presenters, I mean, she would have been torn a new asshole. Well, at some point, uh, okay. A hysterectomy. <laughs> at some point, words. Palin like, couldn't come up with a book she'd ever read. And I feel like on the BBC, they'd be like, you're quite illiterate, aren't you? <laughs> And they just keep pressing it home. But yeah, Katie Couric dropped the ball. So Lynch met this woman here. He beat up and raped her in a West London hotel room. Following the attack, now this is afterwards, he continued to bombard her with texts and phone calls for several days, eventually persuading her to leave the sanctuary of her apartment. So he got her back out on the street after he had raped her. Really? As she walked down a street in Golders Green, North London, Sylvester who's the accomplice that Lynch had hired, 
threw a cup of sulfur, sulfuric acid directly into her face while Lynch was speaking to her on the phone. So not only did this guy rape and beat this woman, he arranged for some guy to come and throw acid right in her face, walking down the street. I think he needs to be on some type of medication. He seems to have a lot of anger issues. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess um, the judge described him as a complete Jekyll and Hyde character, which they always say with someone that can commit something this dastardly. Well, apparently, I think what convinced the court in the end is uh, the woman's testimony, which is quite harrowing here. She said, when the acid was thrown at me, it was like burning in hell, torturous pain. All I'm left with is an empty shell. I've lost my future, my career, my spirit, my body, my looks, my dignity. The list goes on. This is worse than death. Why would you live? You mean, why wouldn't you commit suicide? Yeah, I mean, I can understand <laughs> waiting to show her, like, deformed face. To like, you know, to so this guy will rot in prison. Remember those things from the Beastmaster with Mark Singer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those <laughs> things, things that would come out and up. envelop you or something? No, not those things, you dumbass. What are you thinking of those little, uh, the, <laughs> those, the, the ferrets, the, the ferrets. No, the witches. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. they pan up and you see ass and then you actually see boobs because it was like an 80s movie where they showed tits. And then they show the heads and they're all like deformed. Oh, yeah, I did see that. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> yeah, but you know, did, did you see that picture of that woman that got the face transplant in the U.S.? Yeah, just today I saw that. She could still do that. Although, even then, you're not going to be attractive. Uh, no, the face transplant lady is hideous. <laughs> exactly. And so this woman's like breathing through a tube. She's partially blind in one eye. Maybe she's you damaged get, her throat. She could get a bedazzled mask. I don't want to sound vain here, but I'd snuff it. She could get a bedazzled mask. Yeah, I guess she could get a, get the embroidered mask. And how much heroin will they give you in the hospital? Well, they probably give her a lot. I'm sure she's still on uh, you know, various opiates. Being really fucking high so <laughs> might wait, make you not want to kill yourself. Are you saying you'd be content just being a Halloween decoration? Walking being... around scaring the shit out of small children? As I mean, a man. I mean, uh, from a female perspective, it, it would be tough. But as a man, yeah, I don't mind just being totally hideous. To me... I would play it up to the hilt. To me, I think this is a fate worse than death, and that's why I'm giving this five stars. You're kind of like a woman. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm maybe it's considered vanity, but, you know, it I is. just... It is. I don't want to be walking <laughs> around Mr. Goat Boy over here with this horrendous, deformed, troll-like face. I why already not? look like a bridge troll. Because, you're, dude, you're never going to get laid. Think about how big of a dick you could be, though. We know how you like to be a dick. You could be a super dick with this deformed face and scaring children and, like ruining cocktail parties and uh, just barging into places where you're not supposed to be. Yeah, no, Making I guess... people uncomfortable. And, like, forcing <laughs> forcing your previous friends to hang out with you. That. Imagine this. Getting on the train late at night. Totally empty train. Some hot chick. Don't take an empty seat. Sit down right next to her with your deformed face. And you know what the best part Strike about it? Wear a hoodie. Yeah. And then so Pull it's it like back. they can't really see your face. Pull it back immediately. You see and what make I'm saying? pucker noises. Reconsider. Yeah, you know, I kind of you agree with you. You can always pay a whore. I agree with you. You can always pay a whore. I'm lowering the score to 4.5 now. I didn't realize <laughs> that there was a whole world of No, uh, okay, but see, for a woman, it's totally different. Yeah, that is true. That's, I mean, it's really bad. Yeah, but she could go to Mexico and do a donkey show. Why is that fun for her? <laughs> I, I, I guess that's not fun that's for fun her. That's fun for you. But, but she could still, I'm saying. Like, I'm giving it a five for her because she was probably pretty hot, right? Because newscasts, they don't, no, hi, she, they don't they, hire, it said they don't that hire she, ugly newscasts. She had the face of beauty. You know, I'm gonna, I agree with you, Wackley. I was being uh, presumptuous there. I'm going to say she had the face of pure beauty. Her life is completely ruined. 
I if I were her, I think I would probably commit suicide. But I am not going to give it a five because, like the previous story, why did she ever even initiate contact with this asshole? I mean, I'm assuming Facebook. he's not a fucking mild-mannered-looking guy. He's probably some big... I bet he's, like, a good-looking guy. You know, he's probably... No, I imagine he's probably, you know, a bit of a meathead, but I bet you he's probably good, a good-looking guy. I mean, but there are a lot of violent meatheads. Steroid user, he's probably a bodybuilder. Oh, yeah, he's shallow. he's a steroid user. Yeah. I mean, some huge... Ladies. So are you saying it's her fault that she met with this guy and was beaten and raped? Stay away from dudes who look like steroid gorillas. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Fact that the, the fact of the matter here is stay away from dudes who try to pick you up through Facebook or That's MySpace. A good point also. Good rule of thumb. I don't know. I, I guess I'll, I'll give that a five star. I'll give it a 4.9, but that, just only because she should have known better. Well, the uh, third story this week from episode 173 came from a listener named Monica. She says, do you think she got her deposit back? I love the show. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Monica. What she's referring to is a security deposit of this woman here in Modesto. An insurance company wouldn't cover damage from a liquefying corpse. (laughs) A Modesto woman had to move out of her apartment when something horrible happened to her neighbor. Her upstairs neighbor died and no one knew for weeks until she experienced it firsthand. I do always find that interesting that, you know, we live in a, I live in a building with probably what, 30 units, 40 units. What? You're on the second floor? Second floor. And there's like. 20 floors above you, 12 floors or something like that. And there's some like old geezers that live in this building that, you know, probably are near death. Yeah, there's probably a couple dead people in this building right now. If you live in the Tenderloin and you're over 60, you don't have friends or family. No. You don't. And so I, I imagine like if my neighbor died, I probably would have no idea. A lot of the old gay people who are too old to get any attention anymore move from the Castro to the Tenderloin. Into the Tenderloin just to like die in their caves. Out to pasture. Yeah. So this Modesto woman uh, claims it was a total nightmare, says Sylvia Pena. I was sleeping on the couch, and I was awakened by drops that hit my face. I thought I was drooling, explains Sylvia. That's some heavy drool. Uh, Well, you haven't told (laughs) How many drops are we talking about? She just said drops, but if it was enough to wake you up, that's some heavy drool. Yeah, you're right. right. Turns out it wasn't drool or even water dripping from the ceiling. Uh, The drippings were bodily fluids from the upstairs apartment. Her neighbor had died. His corpse had sat there rotting. He had been dead for weeks. Uh, The autopsy report found that the 30-year-old likely overdosed and his body was severely decomposed. Over time, the decomposition allowed bodily fluids to leak onto his floor, through the ceiling, and eventually onto Sylvia and uh, her sleeping face. (laughs) It's a million to one shot that I hit her right in the face. Yeah, I find that kind of surprising. I like how she describes the smell, though, the stench of death here, the unmistakable odor. Uh, The smell is nothing like you've ever smelled before. It's not like a dead animal. It's not like rotten food or something. It's just something from beyond. Like an anal ghost. You can't even describe it. And, you know, it, it is interesting to me. It's a unique odor. I'm surprised that, you know, some mortician out there hasn't tried to capitalize off that and make, like, a perfume called, like, Decompose for fat goth chicks. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just surprised. It, it's a weird... Have you ever smelled that smell, regularly? No, I haven't. I have rem- you? Yeah, once. And uh, actually, our friend uh, P-Town. P-Town's old building on Sutter. There was an old lady... Over 60 that lived. This was in Tenderloin. Yep. This is Knob Hill. Oh, that's the Tenderloin. Give me a break. More or less. 
Uh, close enough. She lived in the laundry room, like this kind of makeshift room next door to the laundry room. She, uh, Pat said he wasn't allowed to do laundry after like 11 over there. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. like they hadn't seen the woman in like weeks. And I remember we went down there, I think on his way out to go throw out some garbage. It was just the weirdest odor. Uh-huh. Did and you I, ask him about it? Or well, did it say... didn't smell like sulfur or rotten eggs. I was just like, dude, it reeks down here. And it just kind of, I mean, I want to say it was like almost like an ambrosia smell, like some kind of like scented smell, like like uh, like incense or something. Oh, so it wasn't really bad. It was kind of. Gay. I don't want to say it was unpleasant. It was just, it was very, it was very strange. It was very foreign. And so Pat it didn't smell like grandma bowels. <laughs> no, it did. Seriously, it did not smell like grandma feces. And uh, yeah, like so, uh, P Town was like, yeah, dude, there's this weird smell, and just it's been down here for weeks now. I don't even know what it is. Uh-huh. And it turned out like a couple weeks later, the uh, corner van pulled up, and they someone had actually went into the woman's room and found she'd been her decomposing corpse was lying in her bed. Gross. Which I think a lot of people are found that way. But no, I think you know I think there's a market out there for in the loin. Decompose. A lot of people are <laughs> found that way in the loin. And the loin, or I think a lot of people live live by themselves in metropolitan areas. Uh, okay. With but no friends or family. Yeah, with no friends or family. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So a biohazard team removed the furniture and deodorized her place, but she says the smell of death lingered. It already seeped into her clothes, her bedding, and her mattress. Now, did any of this stuff go in her mouth? <laughs> If she had like a corpse shake, <laughs> no. You said it hit her face when she thought she was drooling. So did it hit her on the forehead, or did it actually go in her mouth? Now that's what I, I wonder. What liquefied corpse tastes and like? And would you tell people that you drank corpse? Let's say your upstairs neighbor died, and there was corpse juice going into your face. Would you and some s- got in my mouth. And some got in your mouth. Would you tell people it got in your mouth? You're telling people it got in your face because it's like a big story. And you're trying to get money from your insurance thing. But would you tell people it got in your mouth? I'm so Jewish, I'd probably say it got in my mouth to my insurance company. Just to make it seem even, just to exacerbate right, the situation. Else? You know, I probably would just say, no, it hit my face. Right, because what girl's ever going to make it? I know, I was about to again. say, could you imagine? It's like, yeah. <laughs> Old person decayed. Corpse vomit in my mouth here. <laughs> it's worse than vomit. It's like, you know, the decomposition yeah. residue. Ah, it's, it's, just, it's just very unnerving. Um, she turned to a rental insurance company to get her pungent smelling property replaced. Uh, farmers sent her a letter saying, unfortunately, the blood and bodily fluid damage to your contents is not one of the 17 named perils covered in your policy. <laughs> you know, I was unaware of this. Perils like fire, lightning, windstorm, falling objects, or even aircraft are covered, but not bodily fluids. Yeah. Which I thought it was all destruction to properties covered. Oh, no. I, I, I'm just surprised they would differentiate something. Like if there's an earthquake and the entire building falls down, like they're not going to replace your shit. Well, it's an act of God. Upon I know, but I, you can get specific earthquake insurance, right? But renters don't do that, though, and but, not even most homeowners don't even do it. So let's say, so, like you know, uh, randomly you're having a party and you invite some girl over or someone over, and they you know have diarrhea all over your bed or all over your records. I don't think that would be covered. You don't think any kind of bodily, but I, you know, I just no, destruction I like, of property. Yeah, but I think it's like fire theft. Um, me, I don't know. Aircraft, but I think yeah. it's a very, it's a very narrow definition. Yeah. But because this situation was so random, and uh, uh, Sylvia actually appealed to uh, the head of farmers, 
Uh, they decided to reverse their decision. They changed their minds, and they're going to cover all of her content. So, well, now it's a publicized story, and it's you know the media took attention to it. So uh, they actually ended up covering Sylvia completely and uh, sent her a check totaling just more than thirty three hundred dollars to replace all her belongings. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's more tragic: the fact that she had corpse juice in her face, or the, or the fact that all of her stuff combined is thirty three hundred dollars. Uh, have you been to Modesto? <laughs> Directly, the computer that's recording this show is about $3,300. Oh, sorry, Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. It's like, I'm sure you have, your apartment has is worth, you know, the contents of your apartment are worth more than $3,300. Right, but are we talking about only the stuff that absorbs smell? Maybe she's only talking about her clothes and stuff and her couch. Yeah, but dude, if I was appealing for, if I was yeah, trying to get money get out of insurance, I'd get and everything once, and covered. And once you knew the farmers was going to bend over backwards, you want to say it. Yeah, have you been to Modesto? <laughs> You know, I'd never have, so it's, I don't know. Uh, it's not a, like a mecca of finance <laughs> or industry. So people don't like fine art there? It, there's just not a lot of money rolling through Modesto, okay? It's mostly farming, and I don't think the farmers are living in apartments, so she probably works at a place that like makes coffee for farmers. And she did live downstairs from a junkie. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Uh, so this whole nonsense might be behind her now. She gets some money from farmers, but she needs to work on getting past that sickening stench from a corpse leaking on her. Sylvia says it's been an awful, awful, super, super awful experience. Yeah, if you've been to Modesto, <laughs> that's how people talk there, okay? Super, super, awful, awful story. Uh-huh. Uh, but on the sick and wrong star scale... I don't know, the fact that the woman doesn't even own more than $3,300 worth of crap, that's going to bump up the score a little bit more. Don't make that hand motion at me. <laughs> it's, to me, it's, it's bumping up the score. Uh, you know, I'm going to give this uh, 4.25. Corpse juice on the face. For me, it all revolves whether it went in her mouth or not. And I don't think we can get a reliable indication because she probably wouldn't tell anybody. But I'm going to give it a super, super, very... Very 4.25 stars. 4.25. We'll, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Uh, go give your super, super awesome score at com. You can vote to decide who won episode 173. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846. People, we are nearing the end of the show. And as usual, we get to phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. You can call the Sick and Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. You can Skype us at Sick and Wrong Podcast or even email at Sick and Wrong Podcast at hotmail.com. Wackily, I know we got a number of phone calls to get through. So, um, yeah, why don't we kick off uh, call number one here? Yo, Wacker and Tweedledee, it's Kendra, and I got a story for you. Nice. Okay, let me preface this by saying that I'm drunk and I'm overjoyed to finally have a Sick and Wrong workplace story for you. So, I think I've mentioned before a little bit about the nature of my job and that. I work with a bunch of stereotypical middle-aged engineers and nothing exciting ever happens. So heretofore, I've never had any interesting workplace stories to share. So Friday, I'm at work and um, my manager 
comes to see me and he's like, can I talk to you for a second? That's so we scary. go into his office. I sit yeah. down and he hands me this printout of an email and says, and it's like going to be like all the porn you've served at work, right? That's immediately. Yeah. Immediately. What I suspect is if my manager's like, I need to talk to you. I'm thinking, God, dude, what site did I go to? What <laughs> video did I send out? Or the worst part about me is I don't realize how far my voice carries in a quiet office. Yeah, everybody that knows you knows that. Yeah, I know. Everybody knows me. And everybody that, that works around me is like, yeah, Dave probably said something that offended somebody. <laughs> I've actually had a, a couple talking twos about that. Let's read this. So I'm thinking, okay, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, um, I've got some bad news for you. So I sit down and I start reading this. I'm immediately thinking that I'm going to get fired or something, and so I'm a little wary, and um, the alarm bells are going off in my head. I start reading, and the gist of this email is that a female employee at our workplace found on her sweater unidentified white streaks, and the sweater was sent away for testing, and that just that week, to the jizz lab? What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where do you send a sweater to be tested? I, I don't understand. Like, I mean, do all engineering companies have this like bodily fluid lab they can send? You Mine know? doesn't. <laughs> it's just like, get this to the crime lab immediately, Batman. We just do a smell test. <laughs> the results of this test had come back and had indeed confirmed that the unidentified white substance was confirmed to be male ejaculate. Nice. So it turns out Tom. we have some sort of creepy sexual predator at my work who is going around jerking off on the sweaters of female employees. Uh, we have no idea who this guy is. I have a pretty strong suspicion that it's an engineer in my group, but of course this can't be proven. It's got to be an engineer. Anyways, when I found this... Do you think Kendra would be out of order to voice her opinion? Because right now she could severely fuck with some dude's life if she wanted to. I would do it. I'd almost do it just for the just for the laughs. <laughs> Are you having a laugh? Yeah, that'd be fun. I found this out. I immediately thought to myself, "Yeah, I'm overjoyed to finally have a sick and wrong workplace story to, sh to share." And uh, my second thought was, "Well, why didn't this guy jerk off on my sweater? Like, am I not appealing <laughs> enough that you know he couldn't be bothered to come do it to my sweater as well?" I mean, I'm considered to be one of the more attractive females at my workplace, which isn't saying much since there aren't many females there to begin with. Engineers. And the caliber of the females that are there isn't exactly high, but still, I was a little jealous to find out that, you know, some girl there is getting her sweater jizzed on and that I wasn't able to share in that pleasure. Anyways, that's my story for you guys. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Okay, love you. Bye. Does Kendra wear sweaters? Yeah, I, I, I imagine her like only like a rocker t-shirt or a leather, like a leather jacket. jacket. Yeah, like I think she was wearing a leather jacket when she, she was up have, here. Like, a turtleneck sweater or something. But right? I can understand. Maybe, does that, she have a different persona for work? That's my question. I think she probably has like the more conservative engineer she attire. Up the tattoos. Yeah, and like takes out the. Well, she, I don't think she had any visible piercings, did she? Uh, well, in her ears. Ears, but, but yeah, and then there's facial piercings. But she, I imagine she gets <laughs> she's like... She's not whipping her vagina out of work. No, she's conservative. No, but I imagine she probably dresses a bit more conservative. Like an office dress. Like, uh, you know, they probably have... Don't you have to go as business casual? Oh, yeah, be cash. See, in my office, you can wear a short sleeve shirt, and it doesn't really matter. Uh-huh. 
But I think most offices, I measure, be cash. Yeah. So she's probably just, I think she's lamenting the fact but, that, uh, that the uh, Phantom Jacker here didn't choose her clothing. Instead, chose, uh, you know, Fat Sally Punch Clock over there. In Kendra's office, though, what, is there some space where all the ladies put their sweaters that's, like, out of their sight? Like, how did the guy get a chance to jizz on the sweater without the owner of the sweater noticing? Well, this is what I... I mean, this is what he probably did. <laughs> Wait till you're working late at night. You know, go over to her cubicle. You see her sweater. And then jizz on it then. But where is she? Late at night. She's probably home. She leaves a sweater at work? You're, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of women, I've noticed, when working in offices, they have their cold office sweater. Because they're oh, always okay. cold. So they right. have that office sweater yeah, just in case. Got it. And that... but. But you That's know, jizzing time right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's jizzing. <laughs> it's jizzing time. So, Wackerly, you know what? This story kind of reminded me of, a, of, of an incident in your past. Weren't you accused of jizzing on your roommate's sweater at one point? Yeah, we've gone through this. I know. We, we brought it up before, but I'm talking about the new listeners here. <laughs> you know, a lot of people didn't hear that story. I huh? live with some people, uh, a woman and a man, a French man. Not French Canadian, full blood French. His name was Bernard. Never and, trust uh, They had, unbeknownst to me at the time, had a uh, relationship that did not go so well and ended. Bernard was not happy about this. He came on <laughs> Kelly's sweater when she was out of the house. But did he leave like a rose on it? And or put something? a rose on top of the jizz or next to the jizz. It's always the romantic. Me. Those Frenchies. Those French people, yeah. And uh, then I was accused of it later on in the week, or maybe actually, I think it was like a month later. But did you have like a meeting with your landlord? Yeah, a meeting with the landlord, and uh, <laughs> I don't know which detail to leave in and no, out. No, but, but what I what but I what happened is she knew it was him, right? Because they had this relationship. I never fucking talked to the chick. I thought she was fucking annoying. Um, so she asked him, you know, hey, I just dumped you, and then I just came home, and there's cum on my sweater on my bed. And uh, was that you? And he was like, well, no, it was not me. And then they it accused must have been you. Lance. <laughs> and being a fucking retard from Wisconsin, Kelly, like, you know, didn't say, fuck off. I know it was you, you fucking idiot, French asshole. Um, and, and made uh, a big house meeting where I was accused of it and had to say, no, I didn't fucking come. Are you out sweater, of your fucking you mind? Yeah, exactly. No, I actually thought I thought to myself, "Am I out of my mind? Like maybe I did come on your sweater. Maybe you're like a sleepwalker. Like a, yeah, like sleepwalking uh, or like a multiple personality sleepwalking thing, but, nocturnal emission thing uh, going by on. Totally freaking out, a la your brother. I think you know, I went this like crazy <laughs> rage of like I don't fucking know. They were like, "Well, yeah, we probably think it was Bernard, and he's lying. Of he's course, a lying French dick." Of course. Like and all the French landlord people. was French, too, by the way. So it wasn't some type of uh, xenophobia. Well, she sort of saw through his ruse. She sided with me. Exactly. But no, my point of bringing up this story is, Kendra, find the woman with the jilted lover. Yes. Someone, there was a romance that didn't, that didn't exactly pan out. And there's an employee out there who just got dumped and refuses to let go. So he gets his rocks off by jacking off on her sweater. It might not even be a relationship, but at least it's some stalking situation. And the woman knows, like, okay, who's the guy who's stalking you? And or who's like, creepy who asked me out? It's Gerald. <laughs> exactly. Good. <Gah. Gah. laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kendra. It's always good to hear from you. And, you know, maybe one day 
Your sweater will get jacked off on. I mean, if she desires, I'll come on her sweater. <laughs> She's asking for it. I would never come on a girl's sweater, you know, against her will. But if she wants somebody to come on her I sweater. Think she, I think she wants it, a, amongst many things, I think she wants it against her will. Oh, that's part of it? Yeah, yeah. well, then I can't help her. Uh, who, do, who do we get for uh, the second call here? This is an interesting one. I had sex with a man. Um, he, he was kind of like the size of a walrus. Um, <laughs> Okay. Um, I think he has sex with lots of men. I don't think that's the revelation, right? Is this Jeremy Irons calling us again? <laughs> it sounds a lot like brother. him. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. So Martin he's Amos. Not, <laughs> having sex with a man isn't the big thing. It's the fact that he was a sizable walrus. Okay, so he's a, he had sex with a fat man. When we were lying in bed together, the, the only thing I could think of was this is the worst sexual experience in my entire life. When I ran my hands, than the side of his body, it literally was like rubbing my hands over a deflated bed. It was disgusting. Wait. He's got an audience. Yeah, I was about to say, who's the peanut gallery? What did he say? It was like running his hands on an inflated bed? I think he meant, def- did he say deflated bed? That's that I couldn't understand it. Oh, just because the rolls. The rolls oh, of fat and yeah, loose skin. Got That's kind of what Got I picture it. here. But I, I like the fact that there's a whole audience there um, enjoying his retelling of the story. I'm imagining maybe he's at open mic night doing some freeform jazz poetry. <laughs> and we're just hearing the audience. And he's also got his phone and he's calling the sick and wrong hotline. Yeah, it's like freeform jazz poetry night at the White Swallow. <laughs> Gay bar in uh, Scotland. I think he's <laughs> Irish. But... Irish, whatever. As soon as that man came upon my chest, I was out of that door and I was gone. I'd had enough, and I'm disgusted with myself. And and I I, I need to, I need to tell somebody because it, it it's plaguing me. And, and and this is the best way that I can kind of get this out that, that that I wish I hadn't done it. And and I'm sure that other people out there have kind of done the exact same thing. And and I want people to know that if they do that nasty business with somebody who is the size of a hippo, that hippo enough, and you never need to do it again. He doesn't tell people not to do it, but he does say once is enough. Once One is enough. One hippo per lifetime. Well, you know what I want to say to um, this Scott. I think this guy's Scottish. This Scottish gentleman here is. It's better to regret something you have done than something you haven't. And so, you know, I think a lot of gay guys, this is like a coming-of-age ritual, probably. It's like, you know, they want to go down. I, I mean, I've been with a few big girls my, in my time, too. But I think a lot of gay guys are like, you know, I like fucking ass. But what type of ass do I like to fuck? Am I into big guys? Am I into skinny guys? Am I into midgets? Am I into, you know... Normal what have dudes, you? Normal straights. dudes, you know, thin guys. So I imagine you cover all bases, try everything. I so would this, do everything. Yeah, you probably would. <laughs> if I was gay, I would do everything. Well, exactly. I mean, what, I mean, why not? I would get peed on. Yeah, you would get peed on. Yeah, I I would not get peed. I'd on. have my testicles. Bodily excreta, I would not do. Testicles in clothespins, I would try that. Why would you? Why would you have to be gay to try that? Um. Well, here's why. Because <laughs> I don't I'm have being, to hear this. being a hetero. Being hetero, I don't have a lot of sex, right? I've had like what, maybe I don't even want to say. Not that many partners, right? 
Um, but you can meet freaky girls that are good giving a game, willing to indulge your fantasies. Right, but th- it just doesn't happen very often. And even when you're in a relationship, the sex doesn't happen all that often. I mean, pretty often. But when you're gay, everybody, every gay guy you meet is down with sex. So you're having sex like five or six times a day, every day. Maybe you take one day off a week or something. It's a lot easier to get laid. And you're going to get bored a lot quicker. So that's what leads you to trying other stuff. And that's what I'm saying. If I was gay, I would have so much sex to begin with that I would just get that out of the way. And then I would go on to the freaky shit. Okay. So you're saying, you know, just this, you know, this level of sex isn't enough. Well, let's take it one level higher. One step higher. I might even do the sounding. You would almost, you would do sounding. If I was with a guy... You know, a caring man, not a not a hippo man, a caring man who is like, I do this all the time. It's great, and he knew it was up. I'd be like, teach me. Well, you know, you know, wackily, I don't think anyone's going to just make a ringtone out of this. I think someone's going to make a whole album out of these sound bites. I just want you to know this. Preface it with if I was gay. I'm not gay, so I'm not doing that. But no, I mean, I don't fault this guy here. You know, trying something at least once. I mean, it's. I, I'm a little amazed though that, you know, once the clothes came off, if he was like, "Yeah, I'm not into this big fat bastard. I'm out of here." But instead, this dude waited till the actual like ejaculation on the chest, and then was like, <laughs> "Okay, was I'm done." Now that is it. Now that's it. I draw the line right here. Ejaculation in my face. But yeah, no. I mean, I I think uh, the size but- of a hippo. Hippo. <laughs> I like that I said hippo. It's better to regret something you have done than something you haven't, and that goes to all all the gays and the straights out there. Yeah, wisdom one, from sick and wrong. One time is enough. <laughs> one time is enough. One dick is enough. <laughs> Call number three uh, came from a fellow Michigander. Ian Lance, what's up? It's uh, big girl from the forum. How you fellas doing? Got a good story for you here. Drinking here with the wife. Say hi, honey. Hello. There you go. All right. So, as you know, I'm in Michigan, and uh, working in an insurance company here. Uh, got a nasty shit story for you, actually. Um, <laughs> I love how he took his time to get to it. We yeah. have auditors that work out in the field and come into the office once in a while. This one dude came in, just like a Milton-looking type motherfucker Milton. What is it? Milton from like the office from, spa- from, from office o- space? Is that what the name of that movie was? Yeah, the, the, the Mike <laughs> the Judge stapler movie. Guy, yeah. yeah, yeah, stapler. Okay, okay. That's what I mean. You took my stapler. Yeah. Who's the swing line? <laughs> just short, fat, pudgy, kind of ugh. Anyway. Just describe my brother. He apparently shit his pants. I don't know. Coming up the elevator, maybe? Because once. Once you came off the elevator on our floor, there was like a trail of poop that appeared to have been falling down the pants of his legs as he was walking. <laughs> so he's like a snail, <laughs> leaving a leaving a salt trail or a glue trail, whatever. What the fuck Just a it? poop trail. Like, yeah, you can tell where he's been. It's like dig dug. Or you remember, <laughs> you know, the Family Circus, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember those, like, Bill Keen, the author, would get lazy and be like, I don't want to write a joke. I'm just going to write, like, everywhere that Billy ran yeah, today. Yeah, Billy would be trapped <laughs> throughout the line. house. <laughs> it's like that, but with poo. And, like, Hansel and fucking Gretel, you could follow that shit from the stairwell, his path throughout the floor to the men's room. 
God. Disgusting. The worst part was somebody had apparently stepped on one of these nuggets <laughs> in the middle of a hallway. Oh, nuggets. And we don't know who it was. That Nobody fucking owned up to that shit. I pictured anyway, like a line of like... Of just liquid diarrhea. Yeah, but no, it's like nuggets. Little rabbit. It turds. really is just like a like a Hansel and Gretel pieces of bread. Pieces bread. of bread kind of situation here. And then somebody stepped in and didn't own up to it. If I stepped in shit in my office on human, the carpet, human nonetheless. Any shit, I would be like, "What the fuck, <laughs> people? Why is there shit on the ground?" So ever. Uh, I would freak meeting, out. Office meeting. <laughs> Whose poo did I just step in? I would freak out myself. Yeah. All right. Let's finish this up. The cleaning crew had to show up, clean the shit, scrape it off. I, I I had to leave. I took my break. I didn't want to see him scraping shit off the fucking carpet. But so came back. Shit was gone. Floor smelled like shit for the rest of the afternoon. And well, that's my story. Like D says, keep it sleazy. Take it easy, fellas. So do you think that that insurance auditor was let go after that incident? The one who pooed? Yeah. Uh, no, I think you would get a lawsuit. I mean, he has a You, bo- you has would a get fired for for firing a shitty like would you get in legal trouble for firing a shitty coworker? Yes. A coworker that has a like a fart problem or a coworker that you know has uncontrollable bowel movements? Yes. It's called the Americans with Disabilities Act. Dude, that, I, you know what, I just... It's not, okay, let's make the distinction. He's not a phantom shitter. He's not the guy who, like... There was another day, guy that called in about a phantom shitter, though. Everybody knows as a phantom <laughs> shitter story. The, the, the guy who, like, at 2 p.m. every day goes in the toilet. He doesn't shit in the toilet, but shits on the toilet and all the over rim, the toilet. and yeah, like... And then throws the to- dirty toilet paper all over the door. And spells the word hell in his own feces. That's intentional, but this guy, I mean, I... I'm assuming he didn't intend to leave a poo trail. He probably had, like, bad Taco Bell or something, and, yeah. Any Taco Bell. <laughs> it's, but, it's all risky. But the fact of the matter is, if that was you, if you were that insurance auditor, it happened, everyone knew that you did it, would you ever show your face in that office again? Well, he said he's, like, a Milton-like guy. I mean, he's already the bottom of the loser heap. I mean, come on. Yeah, he probably doesn't It's not really like care. he was, like... King fuck of shit mountain in the fucking insurance company, <laughs> and then he shit his pants, and everybody made fun of him. You know, he, he was, everyone was already making fun of him, and this is just more shit to make. Dude, fun if that of. was one of my coworkers, I would never, never let that go. Oh no, I would bring that up at his wedding. I'd bring that up at his kid's bar mitzvah. This, this dude's not getting married ever. at his dad's funeral. Well, dad will die. <laughs> Well, uh, Big Earl, yeah, I would have taken my break, too. I don't think I could have dealt with a shit story like that. People, call the Sigurong Hotline, 206-666-3846. We always love to hear from you. We got a couple emails here to sigurongpodcasthotmail.com. One of them is uh, uh, Steve writes in. He says in a previous episode, Wackerly opined on how he loved the smell of B.O. to hit his face when his lady friends remove their underpants. I don't understand how the B.O. of a woman's pussy and or crease where the thigh meets the puss region can be a turn-on. I can get on board with the notion that the B.O. would would most often not be a big enough turn-off to get me to exit without doing the act, but I don't understand how one can prefer it. By saying that puss B.O. is a turn-on, you're suggesting that if given the choice between a puss with B.O., and a puss that is five minutes out of the shower, you'd opt for the B.O. stank puss. 
Please explain regarding your olfactory preference here, Wackerly. <clears throat> or let me know if I've interpreted your comments incorrectly. Thanks, Steve. Uh, yeah, what, what's not to understand? Well, so what he's asking you, though, what do you prefer? Do you prefer a pussy that's been unwashed for the past, like, three days? Or do you prefer, like, what's, a freshly who's, clean who's pussy? Talk, who's talking about three days? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not having sex with Bob Madigan here. Or, like, the crack whore down on the side of the street. I'm talking about, like, one day. Like, she showered in the morning. Okay, who is a hot, blonde, Russian tennis player? Name one. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Olga or uh, Anna Anna Kora, Korakova. Okay. Anna Korakova plays a big tennis match, and then she comes back to her dressing room, and you're in the dressing room, and she wants to fuck you. Do you fuck her right then, or are you like, oh, uh, Kornikova, go take a shower because you know you're you're a little gamey. You have a hairy pussy that smells a little gamey. No, you get right in there. That's it's good that she's all sweaty and already like sort of lubed up by the sweat and it's all greasy, dirty sex. Well, then what do you? That's think what I'm talking about. Well, what do you think about Steve's use of the term "pussy bo"? Would you call it bo or would you call it feminine odor? I I don't know what I would. I call mean, it. I don't know if it's semantics, it's, but it's. I like, think maybe it's. I mean, maybe there's a bad connotation to bo. I'm not talking about like dirty, nasty bo, like an like, underarm scent, or, or like, like you know, you go camping for five days and you don't take a shower, and then you have bad bo. I'm talking about it's an odor from the body. Yeah, that's all I'm talking about. Yeah, so I, like, I prefer the smell of an odor from the body, a natural like natural semi clean odor than like the smell of fucking Irish spring soap. Well, I think I think what he's what he misinterpreted is I don't think you said that you prefer like, you know, this infected pussy that's just dripping with pus and like three day old tuna. I mean, I don't <laughs> no, think that. No, I don't think you meant that. I think you meant a feminine odor. I think he's a pedophile. To tell you the truth. <laughs> I think he wants to have sex with like a mannequin or like a small child who doesn't like perspire. You know, I think that's what he's really into. So what, he wants like a you know like an eight year old. You know, eight-year-old girl pussy that smells like uh, baby powder? Yeah. Mineral that's oil? Johnson & Johnson if pussy? If that's his thing, that's fine. I mean, it's illegal. I hope he doesn't <laughs> act upon it. But... Second wrong does not endorse pedophilia. No, yeah. I think he has a problem with uh, women and, like, adult women. So you're saying, though, but in answer to his question, what would you prefer? Puss with B.O.? A puss that smells like a, you know, an actual, like, feminine odor to it? Like a puss. Or a puss that smells like Johnson & Johnson baby No, powder. fuck Johnson & Johnson. That is not a normal smell. That's a manufactured chemical smell. And this is directly parallel to the whole uh, bush question. If you want a big bush or if it's completely not uh, big, shaven. Not big, but just hair. Do you prefer hair or totally fucking shaved and waxed raw chicken? I prefer a little bit of hair. Hair. I love the hair. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not talking about a 1970s porno bush. I I'm might even about, be turned on by that, but I'm not. I'm what I'm not talking about is like a big ass grandma bush. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. But I don't. <laughs> like yeah. Up to the belly button. No. <laughs> I don't want or need that. Yeah, I don't want that either. But I don't also don't want like a girl's vagina to look like an eight year old. Right. You know, I, I don't. I don't want a hairless pussy like that. No. It's gross. It kind of frightens me. So, Steve. You might be a pedophile. You might want to check that out. Second question here came from Slippy Fist. He says, hey, guys, got a kind of little question for you. All right. So would you bang a transgender chick who is like super fucking hot? I'm talking girl of your dreams hot. So fine. You wouldn't even know she was a guy. All the correctional surgery. 
100% legally considered a woman, would you bang her even if you knew she used to be a guy? So? <laughs> Wackily, would you bang her? Oh, wait, I got to answer first? I really think... If I, you knew. In all honesty, in all honesty, no comedy. Uh, no, I don't think I would. It'd be weird. I think my theory is uh, how many Fosters have I drank? Well, there's the alcohol <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm I thought this was a sober question. Oh, I'm not this, sober okay. right now, but... I, if, if this is sober, yeah, I couldn't stop and... Yeah, I couldn't... I couldn't stop the thought of the fact that her penis had, be re- had been reconstructed into a vagina. Right. It would bother me. I wouldn't be able to get it up. It's I not going to be the out same. About it's it. not a self-lubricating hole. I mean, no, gonna... and I, I don't know. Now, it, would you it, let her blow you? If, if I didn't know she was a dude? No, the whole point is you know. Now that I know she's a dude. How many Fosters did I drink? Twelve. <laughs> Probably then. But no, if I was sober, probably not, because I think it would just kind of freak me. The whole thing would freak me out. It's kind of an impossible question. Like, I mean, no it's situation. No transgender person is going to look like the hottest girl of my dreams. Exactly. I might Who, be able to bend reality a little bit and be like, well, she's kind of hot, but she's not going to look like the girl of my dreams. You know, a huge, my girl of my dreams doesn't have enormous hands and a huge Adam's apple. Exactly. I mean, they, and, they, and doctors can't remedy that. Now, if this girl, this transgender girl, looked like the new girl of my dreams, Kristen Ritter. Nobody knows who the fuck Then yes, is. maybe. Is that John Ritter's daughter? Dude, you haven't seen Breaking Bad. I saw the picture on the forum page, and it's just like, you put up a picture of a hot chick. Like, who cares? That's Kristen Ritter. She's right. my new one. Sure. Megan Fox, that was she yesterday. Looks like a fucking that was so episode 169. She looks like she'd be the biggest cunt in the universe if you tried to date her. Yeah, all of them Which do. is, well, all yours are, yeah, true. <laughs> so in answer to your question, Slippy Fist, I don't know, how many Fosters would we have to drink? <laughs> That's a better question. How many Fosters yeah. do you want? how many Fosters? Uh, people, you can send an email to sigmarompodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Uh, don't forget to visit our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Remember, sick and wrong listeners, there's a special offer going on. Go to Adam and Eve, get 50% off any item. You seriously do. We know a couple people that have uh, just recently purchased some dildos. And they typed in diddle. They went through. They bought their item. At the very end, they says, do you have an offer code You know, number? Typed in diddle. <laughs> Why, yes, I do. And uh, yeah, they uh, not only got 50% off their order, uh, they also got a $17 free gift. So 50% off any order from adamandeve.com when you use the word diddle as the code word. So uh, please visit adamandeve.com. Buy yourself a dildo. It's Mother's Day. Buy your mom something special, something she's going to remember, something she's going to talk about at like her 70th birthday. Be like, remember that Mother's Day back in aught nine <laughs> when you bought me that double dong dildo? Butt plug. Yeah, butt plug. Buy your mama butt plug. <laughs> and uh, make sure you say it's from Sick and Wrong because of Diddle. AdamandEve.com. Uh, Wackerly, you know what? Uh, shots are in order. I know last week we did a shot to be Arthur. Well, another one of our favorite celebrities just recently passed Seriously, on. Seriously, can the tragedy be ratcheted up anymore? I mean, be Arthur. Arthur. I thought that was horrible. And now this. Dom DeLuise. The Dom-er. Actor, comedian, chef. Died at age 75. Yep. I really like Dom DeLuise. I actually really was a big fan. I was never a fan of his sons. But uh, Dom DeLuise, (laughs) his his son was in 21 Jump Street, fat kid, the fat guy. I forgot his name. That was Dom DeLuise's kid? Yeah, Peter DeLuise. (laughs) You don't remember him? 
The only person that got famous from that, that show was Johnny Depp. Uh, Holly Hunter was pretty hot, though. She was hot. Yeah, yeah, she definitely was. Dom DeLuise, a poorly entertainer and chef whose affable nature made him a popular character for decades. Seriously, he was popular for years. He was uh, in a lot of Mel Brooks movies. Yeah, he was in uh, Spaceballs. He was the voice of, um, uh, what was it, Pizza the Hut. <laughs> he was. Yeah. <laughs> he was in some Mel Brooks movies where he actually... Blazing was Saddles. Yeah, he was in Blazing himself. Saddles. He was, he was in, in uh, History of the World. What about Cannonball Run, dude? Captain Chaos. Uh, all three of them. He all three. Smokey one. and the Band. That's what I'm doing a shot for. Sm- oh, he was in Smokey and the Band. Yeah, part he two, was. He was yeah, the part two. Yeah. I'm doing the shot for Dom DeLuise, Captain Chaos, right here. Rest oh, in peace, yo. Dumber. I'm going to miss that guy. Just like Burt Reynolds. People, if you haven't already, sign up for the Sick and Wrong Forum. You can link to the forum right off our main page at sickandwrongpodcast.com. There's like... I don't know, like 1,800 people on it. And it's crazy. There's people posting all the time. There's titties. Yep. There's entertainment. There's some really good links. My new favorite link, and I'm not just telling you this so to make people go to the forum, but someone posted a link of, of this naked wizard with a baby dick getting tasered at Coachella. Did you see this? <laughs> I did see it, yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I don't usually look at men's penises, but his dick was the smallest penis I think I've ever seen. I actually recently posted a picture of Extreme Elvis, um, who also has a very... I suppose you found a picture of that guy. Um, well, he has a website, but he also gets naked on stage and his dick is very small. I think it has to do something with the drugs. If you do like weird acid or maybe a lot of speed... Mixture of coke and, and acid, speed, speed or whatever or these guys are on. I think it shrinks your dick sometimes. I don't know, dude. I, I, it was difficult to describe the hilarity of watching a man with a tiny penis like that getting tasered repeatedly like by police mi- officers. Like micro penis. I mean, we <laughs> Dude, so this small. is like seriously like micro micro penis. We're not talking about like three inches. We're talking <laughs> about like an inch and a half, like just a little nubbin. Button on a fur coat. Yeah. It's tiny, tiny. But check it out. It's interesting. Go to the Sick and Wrong Forum. Also, we need to get down to business here. I want to thank everyone, each and every one of you for subscribing to Sick and Wrong on iTunes and leaving us all the comments. That probably is the best way to help out the show. If you're too cheap to go buy a dildo or buy a sick and wrong t-shirt, completely free to subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. And if you're in a mall where there's like an Apple store. Subscribe. You know what? Get (laughs) your mom. Sample computers and and subscribe all those. This week, go and get five people subscribed to the show. Just go get your mom to subscribe, your grandma. Go get like Mailman Dave. You just go out and get everybody to subscribe to the show. Mailman uh, Dave already listens to the show. Oh yeah. Okay. Mailman. (laughs) Mailman Pete. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, we we seriously do appreciate it. And yeah, it's like giving us a lot more visibility. Our ranking is just increasing exponentially. Also, uh, thank you for uh, buying Sick and Wrong t-shirts. I mailed out three this afternoon, which I was quite surprised. A couple to the UK and uh, one to uh, Maine. So yeah, we have a few shirts left. I don't know if we're going to reprint these ones or if we're going to make some new ones, but you can go to the Sick and Wrong store right off the main page. Buy yourself a Sick and Wrong t-shirt. We really appreciate it. Finally here, Sick Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Elliot. He says, I've spent the past week whilst revising for university work, listening to the back catalog as Sick and Wrong. Excellent work, guys. Keeps me in good company while studying. How do you study and listen to the show? I don't know. I mean, I would be... Distracted. Uh, I would be, you know, listening to my speakers with rapt attention. I wouldn't be able to 
focus. Exactly. I wouldn't be able to focus on my calculus while I hear Wackerly saying, please piss on me. <laughs> it just would be difficult. I thought you might like to hear play this song on your show. It's very sick and wrong, very metal, and goes along the same theme as your news stories. It's by a band called Nuclear Rabbit, and it's called My Girls Got Guts. I think it's good enough to even be a theme tune for the show. Thanks, Elliot. You know that the band sounds a lot like Faith No More, like early Faith No More. Oh, yeah, I kind of dig it. So uh, we're going to end the show here with the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week, Nuclear Rabbits, My Girls Got Guts. People will be back next week with episode 174. Until then, take it sleazy. Goodbye, Elliot. <laughs>
Stop, God!